Hello, everybody. This is Scott Patton, the Dean of Blogonomics and Pedology. Glad to have you join us today. And uh, we've got a very, very special guest. His name is Mike Rotkin, the SEO champion. Hey, Mike, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Scott. How are you today? Awesome, awesome. Uh, Mike is an expert on SEO. He, uh, he's been doing it for quite a few years now, and I was just delighted I was able to corral him uh, to talk about search engine optimizing. And uh, I think, Mike, we should just, you know, really just get right into it. And there's a few topics that we really want to make sure that we cover today, one of which is, uh, you know, what do you do on your page to, uh, to make sure that your page itself is, is what the search engines want, which, of course, would mean that they would end up ranking higher over time, and also how are uh, ways that we can make this, the uh, pages that we do um, uh, so that they just organically rank high in the in the search engines and of course when we're talking about SEO search engine optimizing that's different than pay-per-click or PPC which is where you go to uh, Google or Yahoo and you sign up for their AdWords uh, program and then you actually pay for for ads to show up on search results which of course sometimes people click on and when they click on uh, you get charged so uh, Mike let's just start with you know what what can we do on our uh, on our pages, on our own web pages, to uh, to help with our search engine rankings. Uh, you know, um, that's yeah, that's that's a great that's a great question, Scott. And I'll I'll take it back to the basics on there. Um, I would say the first thing you want to do is um, let me just put this out there: is a lot of coders um, I know in the back of their heads they want to create a great flash page, a great flash site and they want to make it new high tech and look cool. Believe me, I've always done it and I've, I've always been out talked by my lead coders which I told them never to do flash. Um, if, if, you, if you have an older, let me just throw this out there, if you have an older site, let's say you're starting with an old site. I'll kind of break it down into a couple groups because there's a couple different additives you want to do. But an older site, you can get away with a tiny bit of flash. I would do only 10% of the website in flash. A brand new website, don't do in flash. You know, just strictly build it in a blog. If you have an old existing website that is kind of just you're getting some good traffic to, you can do it in, and then I'll kind of jump back into just you know, straight brand new basics. Um, if you have an old website, you can break it down into two groups. You can, let's say you just have a, you know, just an old, just stale stagnant page, you know, with a few tabs and such. You can 301 that to like, let's say a new blog, or you can keep that current traffic, just add a blog, and then just you know make sure you're blogging every day. Um, but you know on the basics, on the basics. For let's just say if you if you have a brand new you know brand new domain, brand, brand new website, first make sure um, you know that that you're dedicated to the industry and you renew it for at least three to five years or more. Um, definitely don't do it in Flash. And yes, with the meta tags, the title, the description. See the a lot of people there's and it's funny because um, you know. I know it's, hey, and if they want to, people change it after. I, I've seen a lot of uh, quote-unquote SEO experts that completely mess up the title. And, mm. you know, it's, it's funny. Me too. Nobody's ever, you have? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Happens all the There's, time. It does, it does. You know those those big blockades, these, I call them blockades, these big bars in between these phrases that these big companies are using these days? Those block the spiders. I mean, I'm confident what I've been told and what I've seen in the formula that, that is not recognized as a, as a proper, um, you know, as a, as a proper uh, letter. So that the first thing to do is write a title as like a fragmented sentence. I've always said that. I've always mm. said that. And then now descriptions were always supposed to be, you know, under eight words. I believe, and since we're in a recession too, and Google is looking at this, they, it's more long tails. Like the other day, I typed in probably eight words to find what I was looking for at one time. So you want to, your, your description almost needs to be about a sentence and a half. So that's, we're starting from steps uh, zero through however many. Mm-hmm. So the first step would be definitely don't use Flash. Uh, put something attractive, a call of action type uh, logo on there. Um, start with the title. Come up with the title. Make sure that your two main keywords that you want to target. So if it's for me, if it's for me and I, and I want to get, you know, agency or SEO firm or SEO agency, let's say, whatever yep. city I'm in, because I have Las Vegas SEO and Las Vegas SEO agency, I'm number one on those, but whatever city I'm in, I can tailor it to that. So you want to make sure your main 
artery keywords are in your are in your title. Then second, the description moving down to there, you want to make sure two or three are in there. Now, um, there's people uh, along the years that have you know um, done caps like let's say uh, SEO firm capital S and then lowercase EO in the title and then where the description they'll just do lowercase SEO. So the math math, the formula on the algorithm still reads upper and lower case sometimes depending on how how strong your site is. So I'd write it in a way of just getting both the up and down, you know, where you're you're not just limiting yourself if somebody just writes the, you know, S capital S and then E O and then capital F and then I R M where somebody just does all lowercase SEO firm. So you know Yeah, so the capitalization does that make a difference? Uh, yeah, because yeah, because you're going to get the cap- it's going to match up the capitalizations directly when somebody re- types it in that's capital. Because you know maybe a CEO that's heard about it, you know he's going to he, he possibly could go in there and type in caps or you know there's um, a lot of people that come from very you know highly um, um, you know families that like just give respect a lot you know sir this or that sir this or that and they use a lot of caps too. Okay, so that's something to you keep know. in mind. Yeah, definitely. And I was told that by my mentor that um, I wrote down that used to work with uh, on Google's backend algorithm, um, you know, that taught me on that. He was the one who first told me. You know, he said that's one way to really switch it up. And um, so then moving on, so moving on, so then keywords. Um, if you have a strong website, um, again, your website's four or five years old, you've been up for a little while, you could probably get away with about 15 to 19 keywords. You know, 20 is okay. If you're a new website, kind of keep it. I would really keep it. You know, uh, people, uh, you know, the, here's the bottom line. The studies have shown. Here's the stats. Um, and I'm just going to take OKCupid.com as an example. OKCupid.com is a perfect example. If you look at their view source, um, I haven't looked at it lately, but I looked at it for three weeks ago. I imagine they haven't changed it because that would be stupid. Um, but they are only selecting three to five keywords. And those three to five keywords are typed in over two million times every month in Google. So they have those keywords, and they're number one. So I would advise that you pick the strongest keywords in your industry and just stick to about five. And on my sites, you know, I've went to 15, 20, 25. I'm not an example on that because um, I have eight sites, and I'm not following that. I'm doing different tests. But um, just starting from the basics, I would pick five to seven keywords tops. And because the thing is, the more keywords you pick, the problem is you're going to get the keywords that are least desired, that that were least picked by other websites in your industry, and that's a fact. And then moving on to the body text. The body text, you want to make sure you got some good meat. You know, write it like a really good welcome. You know, make people feel welcome at the same time. Give them their information immediately. Don't. I see this time and time again where if, if let's say I'm attracting an SEO, you know, I want the word SEO firm. I've seen it time and time again where companies, you know, let, or let's just not even use me as an example. Let's just say they're selling um, um, remote control uh, cars, right? Yeah. So they'll say, uh, you know, welcome to um, John's Cars. Uh, we specialize in discount, this, that, and this, and that. And then the third line has the word remote control cars. The spiders are not going to read all the way down past about 12 to 14 words by nature um, within your, the first year of, of just literally scanning your site. You know, let's use different tactics and methods. So you want to make sure that your keywords are closest to the left to the right because spiders lead from, read from left to right. So the same keywords are in your title, your description, and your keywords should be in your body text in different types of uh, formats. Um, I, I even I personally avoid commas, um, even though commas is part of the uh, nature of writing. I use dashes when I need to, and I might throw one or two commas because a comma is looked at as a letter within the algorithm formula. And you know what? I've been to so many sessions, and I've never even heard. I'm, I'm surprised the way I'm speaking because this is the true formula I'm talking about, you know, from the ground up, and nobody's ever said it this way. That's the way it is. A comma is looked at from the search engine as a letter. You know, because they, um, they'll, they'll even take quotes, like I look at my stats and you'll see quotes and stuff. And also, now the next thing I would do would be put a translator on your page. And, uh, okay, translate yep. it into multiple languages. Um, I just put a very impressive, uh, I'm, I'm really happy. I put in a very impressive, uh, 
website, a client of mine, uh, humangeneticsdisorders.com, and um, there's uh, we now have 2,000 different SEO keywords. And I was looking, I said, how the heck did we get that? Well, guess what? About 400 of them are in different languages. I'm looking at wow. this, and I see Hebrew, I see... Uh, you know, Lebanese, I mean, forgive me if I get the, the, the languages and the cultures wrong, but, you know, these were Russian, you know, words, um, all different types of words. French, um, it was unbelievable. Asian, Japanese, yeah, definitely. You know, China, I'm sorry, not China, not Asian, but Chinese, Japanese. And so the thing is, too, is you want to get a software that's going to, that's going to get all that information of, what you want to do is you want to, click on the translator after translate the page and then you want to get that information out to the search engine right so right that's a great tip because all that is is a little bit of code right mm -hmm. you, you know it's not like you have to go and actually get somebody to translate it or uh, or do it all it's something that can almost happen automatically yeah exactly and you can find it as a plug-in uh, in WordPress that's exactly what I did and I'm still sticking with WordPress. You know, Matt Cutt said that a long time ago, and that formula, it's a formula within a formula, so to me it makes sense, and I know why he said it, because when he says certain things, he doesn't explain why. You know, Matt Cutts is very smart. He has, a, I believe, a Ph.D. in computer engineering, which is extremely difficult. And, um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and just engineers alone, um, you know, like in my graduating class at hotel, uh, you know, engineers, there was only about 10, of, 10, 10 engineers that graduated a year. And it's just, um, I admire, you know, people that go that route. So, you know, just, just mm -hmm. I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, but can you uh, tell our listeners and myself who Matt's is? Yeah, um, Matt Cutts, he's the director of Google, and he's, his title is, his official title is the director of web spam and, um, and web compliance. And all, what that means is pretty much don't come in Google system and try to hack their system and try to figure out new ways against the original formula of the formula I just spoke because he will find out and he will shut you down. Like, uh, I believe BMW was buying InLinks uh, three years ago. Matter of fact, I don't believe he said that. Matt Cutt said BMW was buying InLinks um, back, uh, excuse me, last summer at SES, um, and, and he said that they docked their page rank. So, you know, Matt Cutts is a very powerful guy, and reading his blog is great because what you know what they say they do and you know I, that used to be the, the case a lot days before but he has some very good information and when, when I say he's the director of web spam that means he's in charge of adding these new components these new plugins these translators all this new stuff and figuring out everything on how to combat let you know how to combat uh, uh, black hat uh, tricks you know what? people that mm -hmm. wonderful yeah, yeah. So that's so. What you're basically saying is, this is a person who's at Google. He's an expert on how, what Google wants. Because one of the things that uh, that I think, when it comes to search engine optimizing, that people don't get is is there. It's almost like they're at war with the search engines. Well, I figured out that that if I do this and this and this, I'll be able to get my spammy type site up to the top of the search engines. And of course. What the search engines want is they want really good content that uh, is easily that we can easily understand that this is for people that are searching for this topic, whatever it may be, right? Yeah, so, exactly. So if you can put out good content that makes the people, that, the people, the individuals, the human beings that go to your site like what is on your site and come back for more, then Google wants to have that as, a, as the results that show up higher in their search engines. And one of the reasons that Google, in my opinion, is so popular, has been so popular, was before... When there was Alta Vista and and uh, well Yahoo's been around a long time and these other search engines they didn't give uh, good results and as a re and what Google did is they said look we want to we want to give the best results that we can the most relevant results that we can and uh, and of course they've had some challenges with spamming and all and all that just like everybody else has but because they've been able to do such a good job of it uh, everybody uses them and there are countries where they're like 80% use Google for for searches right so yeah. on an international uh, basis it's it's very very powerful and and I think that's really important when you're when you're doing this is is you you want to make sure that the content that you've got is really really good, and then you can tweak the content to make sure that the keywords that you want to target are uh, prominent. 
Exactly. And I and I would and um a lot of people suggest SEO tools out there for everybody that's been thinking of SEO tools. Um I you know, I say don't jump in don't jump in too deep, just just really focus like, you know, Scott like Scott was saying that you brought up a good point is, you know, is the human interaction with it is, and I'll bring up just kind of a, a layman's example, you know, of what, of what we use as a term is just, you know, not too technical here in the United States. I don't know if it's used abroad, but the bottom line is it, it goes back to Mac Cuts wants people that are up, that are doing their websites not to have somebody fake and false and a robot working in their stores because, See, the Internet used to be looked at as just like a whole complete, you know, malls and, and store and land and everything. And, and when, you, when, you, when, you, when you think like you're going to open your store and then use these bots and, and all these spam techniques to artificially in, in, inseminate uh, content into your website, that's when it becomes spam and that's when, you know, you get alerts. So going back to the, you know, to the basics, is that's where, where you know me and Scott started on the basics, and I kind of went into that. That is the route to go. That's the only route to go. Um, there's people out there, you know, and I want to throw this out because it's very important. And it's not talked about. A lot of newbies that own websites, um, they're on email list, and there's there's a lot of emailers. They don't care about anybody out there. You know, they just care about the bottom line and did you convert their leads. So you know, they're going to try to sell you in links. They're going to try to sell you a lot of different things. Um, you know, Search Engine Journal talks about buying in links, and now the new thing is buying ad text. And, you know, all that's, all that's fine and dandy, but just be very careful of who you do business with because here's one, the, the, the one thing is, is Google knows who's selling links. That's the bottom line. They know who's selling links, and, and that's like just creating, you know, I don't see where there's nothing wrong with it if it's within your industry, me personally, but it's not right for the search engines. The way they look at it is maybe if, because if, if I come out, if, if a website, here's the thing, if a website is blatant and just comes out and says, buy in-links, you know, buy 5,000 in-links uh, from our directories, which I've had people approach me on, you know, and, and we'll do that. Well, they've sent that to everybody, and yeah, Google's got aware of that those emails. Google has already been hit, and we're going on probably the third year now of Google Light. They lit up the adult industry with people buying, uh, creating link farms. That's another thing to stay away from. Um, is and then I'll go into how to do it properly. Is just if you're gonna, if you want to build 20 websites, 30 websites, 40, 50, 60. Um, I do that. So the way to do that is you want to, you don't want to link them all together. You know, you want to link the ones that are relative together, and you want to really make sure that. That they're that they're warranted for the search engines. Going back to the basics, they were handwritten. They're being monetized, and and then Google lets you build out, you know, your your 500 or 1,000 companies like Warren Buffett. It's just you cannot do it with automated RSS and just you know that information getting picked up. And I wanted to really just throw that out there because some people I've gotten comments on my own blogs that are confused that they don't understand the whole search engine synopsis and. You know, and that's I wanted to really, you know, just dive in, kind of dive into that a little bit there, Scott. Cool, that's great. So one of the other things that people talk about is uh, page rank, and how if you have a page rank four site, you should be better off than a page rank three site. And I just wanted you to maybe comment. I know there's a lot of myths and misunderstandings about it, and there's even a thing called trust rank now. So I just thought maybe we should talk about that for a few minutes. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, on uh as far as yeah page rank page rank is the zero to ten meter um I advise everyone to download it and how you do it and I think it's pretty important to probably go over a little how you know just to download it because um, I've been asked by a lot of experts that I've been kind of I was shocked myself when I didn't know about it and then now I'm shocked that a lot of other people don't but um it's something cool what it is it's like it's like a it's like a mechanic being able to look at a meter and seeing exactly what's, you know, how your car's running just in general by a zero through ten meter notch. So this is really cool. And then the trust rank, you know, that, that's, that's cool too, but the, the page rank is the overall, um, algorithm of how they value your site. Now here's the thing. Now I'll kind of go into like multiple examples because I've had a lot of clients over the years. I've had clients that had websites successfully running good, great, Retail businesses from 96, 97, and they have a page rank four. I got a page rank four on SEOChampion.com, which was only a test um, a year ago to see how good I can do on it. And so in a year, I did exactly what somebody did in 13 years. So 
page rank really comes down in the future to reputability. I believe, I personally believe, and then I'll get into how it works, is is the reason why PageRank exists, and and then I'll you know go into um, okay quickly just to get the PageRank Google Toolbar. Type in, in any search engine, download Google Toolbar, and then when you start downloading the Google Toolbar in the application, there's a there is a um, a checkbox um, on I believe the second or third screen, and you want to allow Google to see where you're looking or your stats. I forgot what it's called, but that's the one that's going to allow you to put up that bar. The bar is going to go in the middle of your top browser, and it's going to be a 0 through 10. And what it's used for in the future is it's going to be used for people to know reputability. So let's say if we go to a local store and, you know, we want to buy some furniture and spend a good amount of money, um, there's no way of telling how long they've been in business, have they shafted anybody, are they going to deliver the products. Um, but this page rank, you know, when we go to ESPN.com and we see a page rank 8, we're like, wow, you know, this is ESPN.com's site. So that's a big thing, you know, is the page rank because in the future it's going to come down to reputability. Like Scott was saying, um, are you two or are you three? And here's the difference is it's going to take you now, if you start blogging, if you, if you start making posts or adding um, pages to your website um, every single day, six days a week um, for, you know, six months, eight months, you're going to get yourself, because um, keep in mind, page rank updates, oh, I want to put that out there, page rank updates happen. Um, four times a year that that's reported by Google. Um, we have a PageRank update coming at the end of the month, which will be very interesting. I'm 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 excited. It's like it's like a birthday almost. <laughs> but um, you know, because um, the last one came on New Year's and I twittered it out and Matt and somebody got my Twitter and they said Matt Cuts, please confirm you just did a PageRank worldwide and and they did. So that's what they do. They either move you up or you get docked. And that, depending on that PageRank, you either go up in the search engines or you lose the keywords you had. And um and it, it, to me it's a good method. So so just keep keep track of that page rank meter and the biggest thing that helps that page rank is the do, your domain age and you know renewing your domain and and just consistently consistently blogging like that's your job. You know like you're going to work every day. That's how Google and the search engines look at the page rank is based on consistency. And I mean, because I've I, I have sites that I haven't touched in six seven years that are page rank two, and my SEO champion that I just put live a year ago as a test is a four with a with a with an Alexa that's that's huge. It's a huge rival. So, but I've been blogging on that thing for you know sometimes two three times a day on the weekends. I might even blog ten ten posts in one day, you know. And but try to keep it consistent. Try to keep your posts around the same times. That'll be the best. Because, see, you know, with the newspaper, you think about the Washington Post, when they post, they have deadlines, and those deadlines are the same times every day. And I know Scott's talked about this before, that, you know, um, that, you know that, that posting every single day, and we've talked about that posting every day like a newspaper is the best. So if you can keep a set schedule, um, I believe, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that that might even gain an even higher value in the search engines, and you could be setting some record levels. Um, we have one site that I have the testimonials posted in PDF of those 2,000 words, and that specific client of humangeneticsdisorders.com has been posting at around the same time um, every night or every morning. So that's so that, what, that's a, what you're really saying there, Mike, is, and I want to talk a bit more about blogging in particular in case some people aren't yeah. really familiar with it, but what you're saying, because here's the thing that I always heard was don't, uh, well, and it was because, again, of robots or scripts and everything else that would post, make a post at 9.02 and uh, 33 seconds every day, right? And the search engine would pick up that and say, well, this is obviously not a human being. But what you're saying is if you're consistent in your posting, if you're going to be posting and you post uh, five days a week around 9 o'clock, the search engines notice that and say, wow, this is somebody who's really – and when you think about it, that's a professional blogger, Right. Yes, exactly. And you know how you know how they know that you just got me to to remember how they know that. Check this out. Um, how they know that you're that you're actually humanly going in is because you have to enter your admin. A robot is gonna is gonna fly right through your admin within a second post. If that's not human nature, there's no nobody in this world can do it fast. So there has to be that time. That's why I, I, I was thinking about this. There has to be that time interval of where you pull up your login admin page to get into your blog to make a post. 
you know, you, you type in, let's say your, your username's already populated, you click login, you'll be in in three seconds. So, so now they know that you, what you're doing is human nature. And then, so they give you more credit. So they give you credit based on you logging in and, and working on your sites. Cause it's kind of like, it's the same thing as the wild, wild west. They were giving people credit for, you know, the first businesses in the United States, Canada, and all over the place that were there were staked. They came in, they staked their place, and they went every single day and put a couple bricks on and built their building. And that's what Google wants because if those bricks come in mass loads and, you know, and they know that there's just robots tossing them in there or they're just magically cloudingly fitting in there, um, they're they're going to know that and they're going to they're they're not going to give you an advantage. You know, you'll 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 go through your um, a couple years to three, four, five years, and you'll still be a page rank two, and you're not going to be thrilled. And that's the reason why, you know. But I would say definitely, if you're going to have some auto RSS, I would probably keep it at about thirty, forty percent, and just really keep it to high page rank, um, very reputable news sources to what your industry is. Right, right. Okay, so that's that's interesting and really, really good information. And what, so one of the things that I got out of that was Google can kind of track how long, like what you're doing. So uh, they obviously if they can tell that, okay, I go to my blog, now I log in, now I look at my stats, now I make my post, you know, 15, 20 minutes later I log out, different than the robot just automatically brrm, in, post, out, and done, right? Yes, exactly. Yep. Okay, okay cool. Uh, so let's just talk about blogging since since uh, you've talked about this. And you and I have talked about this on many, many occasions. And and it's really important, I think, to, that you have the right mindset. When you're, uh, when you're looking at uh, being online and, and doing your business and everything else and getting this traffic, right, how you sell and everything else, the sales copy, that's a, that's a little bit different. What we're really talking about here is getting the people to your site, developing a relationship with those people so that they trust you and then they will buy affiliate products, they will click on uh, links for like AdSense and that sort of stuff or actually buy your product or they will call you and say, look, you're an expert in this field, I need some consulting, I need some coaching, I need whatever whatever it happens to be. So uh, when you're doing that, you really want to put on your newspaper journalist hat you really want to look at your blog as a newspaper. And when we've talked about this uh, on our uh, AskScottPatton.com podcast in the past, Mike, it just blew my mind because I never really thought of my blogs as competing with the New York Times or the Washington Post or US Today or any of those things. But as you were saying, if, if you take a, an area of, let's say... Um, uh, your topic is dog training, puppy training, right? You you got a little uh, puppy and you want to you're training it and you think this is really cool. I've learned a lot about this and some tricks about it. I'm gonna, you know, I want to blog about that, right? Well, if you're blogging every day on you know training your puppy and your experiences with your puppy, uh, there may be one article in the newspaper. Uh, on you know training dogs or something like that or how to look after your dog and everything else so over time those five posts to that one you are actually going to become a more of an authority in the eyes of the search engines for uh, your topic in this case you know training puppies than the newspaper even though the newspaper has this massive uh, site with all of this information is definitely considered you know an authority site in the eyes of the uh, of the search engines yeah exactly but yeah go, going off that note but the blog can be the blog can be a higher authoritative note within the section um going off what you mentioned where you're never going to be, beat out the big new york times and the washington post but you can definitely beat out their sections and and the people that have done it actually are the yellow pages like um, yellowpages.com, yellowbook.com, and um, and then you know magicyellow.com too as well. Those yellow, those yellow, those yellow pages companies, um, you know, they've been around for years, and their goal was to take over the local search for you know even even puppy training and just related news information. So so going off that, those guys have already been there. They felt successful, and the New York Times is too. And going off of what Scott mentioned. Um, I would just add, I would add one thing which um, I didn't, which I didn't mention before, but it, and I looked at it and I kept looking at it. Um, I'm not a fan of giving out links, let's just say, and you should not. You should give out links like money, you know, if, if sparingly, right. you know, somebody, you know, but 
or or as a gift actually um as a gift that's going to help you out too like um i'm doing a i'm doing a deal with you know with a company and um i'm going to ser- i'm going to have one of their websites on my server and this is a huge company um that i'm doing a deal with um soon and you know we're going to trade in links you know based on the partnership and to me that felt fine that was one of the first big deals and you know they're going to get a 4 from me i'm going to get a 6 from them and they're not giving out any links and that's what i wanted to mention is if you can spend if the bloggers out there can you know blog and they let's say they post like 3 to 6 um let's say going off the puppy dog site just to um kind of uh, touch on that um, the best thing to do is also find resources. I, I never used to do this, but I'm a fan of doing it now, is finding, you know, other reputable sources like like me personally. I'll quote or I'll put in there webpronews.com and I'll give a source and I'll link to it. Because here's the thing a lot of people that are worried about, and I'll just kind of remove the myth right now, and it came from Matt Cutts because I asked him. I said to him, I said, how many, I said, if, if, if I'm giving webpronews.com or, or let's say, a, um, you know, a blog company, well, I'll just say directly what I asked him. Um, you know, if I'm giving a certain site, you know, uh, 500 in-links, yeah, I mean, is that, is that a lot of in-links coming off of me? And what it is is their search engines will only recognize one or two in-links per website, no matter how many were coming in. So that's really good. So the good thing is, is do find like the puppy dog type sites. You know, you can make a, excuse me, I just was having calls coming in. That's the, the loss of caller ID there, but <laughs> shows this is not pre-recorded. But um, yeah, just definitely, you know, link, link to even .orgs, .coms that have been around for a while too, and then do source them. I and you can even source the Washington Post because there's no laws right now. So if you can put um, at the bottom of your page, check this out. If you write a nice puppy dog article and you can say, yeah, and I found some really cool tips that the Washington Post put out, go check this out at the Washington Post page. Now you just wrote Washington Post twice, and then you can tag your post. I would maybe do it two tags, just do Washington Post and then one other tag, because when you're hitting big words, see, that's the benefit of today's market, what Google and Matt Cutts strive this year, is to make a pioneer. No laws, because obviously Google's reselling everybody's trademark, and they haven't been sued yet. So, right. you know. So you can actually take over the, when somebody types in the Washington Post, you can come up, you know, I'd probably say number seven or eight because the other people are going to be in line. Of course, the Washington Post will be number one and two. Then you have maybe CBS and, you know, because I, for the heck of it, I, I was number two on college basketball scores because college basketball is real big right now in the U.S. and around the world. And, um, and I, I was beat out by CBS and MSNBC, but it's so funny because I'm laughing and it sucks because I don't have their power, but before March Madness started, I already preset in my mind to take over the keywords, and I did. And they just come, write one small little article, don't even keyword it, right, and then it comes in. But here's the thing to combat that, though, for everybody out there. If you notice that you did have a keyword and it's gone, it's on the second page, that's like on page number 12, Right. Make a couple more posts, but do not submit the new post you did. Resubmit the old post and just resubmit it under a certain targeted one or two keywords. Don't rechange the keywords, but when you go through and use the SEO software, which I'm still, I'm not going to, um, a good software to look at using is webceo.com. I'll just put it out there. Um, okay. And, you know, and just go ahead and resubmit your old page or a page that is really desired that's targeted because here's the thing, major companies and streamlined companies in the United States and around the world, if they are lucky, if, if, if they're lucky to submit it once, they're not going to do it again. I guarantee it. You know? Yeah. So when you talk about submitting, where, where would you submit it? Um, what you do is you, um, well, on Web CEO, it's like a web position gold used to be a great software. Um, they don't work with Google, but all it is is you put in your URL, and it takes a little, you know, it takes quite a bit to figure out the system. But um, you know, again, of course, you can use that Google ad URL. Um, that that's kind of maybe going to phase out the MSN ad URL. If you type in MSN ad URL, you'll find like live.msn or whatever, and you can submit you can submit it directly through the ad URL. So Google.com forward slash ad URL. That's a good one. So let's say if you let's say if I wanted to go, I mean I did, you know I wanted college basketball scores and you know and that's what people do to try to take over keywords is they submit that. Now that's another thing is you can let's say if you set up a Merchant Circle account or Verizon Super Pages, if you have a retail store, 
set up more of those too, and I know we were going to talk about that, but I wanted to throw it in because you can submit those too. There's no rules or regulations stating that you cannot submit other people's content, and if there is, then everybody's liable because as far as the ones that have been successful online. Because I have people that are submitting my content trying to throw me on other keywords. And, I mean, it sucks because that's what – just don't expose – put it this way, um, you know, because, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I guess, a threatening uh, uh, force in the SEO industry um, because I control a lot of space and I can do a lot of damage because I have people that work for me and I know what I'm doing. I'm very well organized and I'm not lazy. But the thing is, is don't expose yourself to your competitors like I did. Right. Um, you know, so there's there's some big some big tips right in there that I just want to emphasize. Right. Build a team. Work hard. Learn a lot. You know. Keep constant learning. Those are those are the keys if you want to make it in any business. And I was just I was just so happy you mentioned them just now. Nice. Yep. And find those. I think find. You know. And they were always saying like Matt Katz always said find your one or two or three great blogs. Like CNET.com is a great source for technology and electronics and. You know, and you can even pull their RSS and just, you know, read their news and, and write your comments. That's what these, that's, you know, I was thinking, I'm, I'm only, I'm 31 years old, so I don't know everything, everything about life yet, of course. But I'm thinking, where do these news anchors get all these, uh, their news information all these years? Well, they get it from other sources. That's so right. That's and they- and they just take it and they give their own spin on it because everybody has their own opinion. And uh, you know, don't don't be afraid to take a chance and and be a little controversial. We've talked about that before. We're not talking about you know slamming people or being Jerry Springer con- conversational. <laughs> but you know, you can say, hey, you know, so and so and so and so said this, and you know, I, c- I can understand where he's coming from. But you know, in my experience. Uh, he's missed the boat a bit in these areas, and this is what. And then you go on and do your own take on it, right? And I mean, exactly. there's there's always two sides, and you can all, you know, nobody is absolutely correct 100% of the time, and uh, you know, so yeah, get find really good sources, and uh, the New York Times, for example, is a really really good source uh, of you know of articles, and and see what they say, and you know that if the New York Times is talking about um, you know, training puppies. That there are millions of people that are interested in knowing how to train their puppy. Exactly. Because <laughs> they exactly. they they're not going to go and put up something about uh, tiddly. You know, you don't see in the sports page tiddlywink tournament, <laughs> right? Yeah, you don't see the junior golf team tournament of the ten-year-olds. You know. No, that's Playing right. Golf. <laughs> and there's a reason for that. So don't write about that stuff. Write about the stuff that's you know in the papers all the time. And you're going to be uh, you're going to be laughing. Exactly, and the be- and the best way I would, if you're thinking of what to write about, I would personally go in and here's the best way to look at um, seeing the competition. Type in the keywords of whatever you're thinking of starting your blog or writing about, and see how many people are advertising. If you only see one or two, that's great. If you see a mass amount of advertisers, and then you know on the right, which everybody knows, the sponsor links or pay per click. And then, but then here's the second cue: is if you see a lot of advertisers, then you know there's a lot of competition. So, um, the second cue is look at the organic search. If you see a lot of major companies in there, like you know one-word domains that you recognize, you know, may, I would I would personally these days the best advantage is start with a niche a, a niche that no one's writing about. You know, like um, I mean, look at stem cell research. You know. Um, my client, humangeneticsdisorders.com, is now shifting and writing about stem cell research, and they're actually they got on the I got them on the keywords within three four days, you know, and they wow. they took the oh yeah it's 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 nuts yeah, for 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 giggles I mean you know I, I mentioned it before but I would just like to say go to my website and look at this PDF it's something that is unreal and I had my lead coder put it up last night it's under um, seochampion.com and look under testimonials and just click on that PDF and that shows you all those um, SEO keywords of what the keywords look like it shows um, how long the person was on the site when they went through that keyword and it shows how many pages they they looked at while going through on that keyword too as well and a lot of that's important and that's how kind of success is measured but I would start in a real niche industry so but, I mean, puppy dogs is a, is, is a great niche industry. There is people selling dog houses that just want to sell them, and they're not really concerned about, you know, putting out that good information, like Scott said, to help people that, 
you know, have new puppies. But if you do that, I mean, you will you will gain control of that industry within two to two to four years. You know, that's right. A brand new website. That's right. And we all have stories, right? People love stories, and and uh, you know, and since we're talking about puppies, I'm going to take a second and tell you my story. I, I, about ten years ago, a friend of mine and his wife bought a Dalmatian. A puppy, right? And this Dalmatian ruled the roost. There was no, you know, and I'm coming and I've got two kids, right? And that time they were, you know, five, six, seven in around that age. And I was used to disciplining babies, right? <laughs> and this puppy was doing something and I just didn't, I didn't even think. I reached over, I just, and you know, if you're listening to this and this is all wrong, I'm sorry, right? But I just pumped it on its nose, her on her nose, really, right? And it was just like, she was shocked, right? She just got this little thing on her nose. And she went, we were at dinner at the dinner table, right? And she went and she sat under my chair, right? And I felt so bad, right? And, of course, my friends were looking at me. They didn't know what to do. And, of course, they would never think of disciplining her at all, right? And so I got off the chair, I sat down, I patted Sadie, and I said, look, you know, Sadie, I'm sorry I hit you in the nose, but, you know, really don't like that behavior, right? Well, for the rest of her life, alpha male was me, she was number two, and my friends were number three and four, and they mentioned it to me. They, you know, they... They told me that, right? I mean, I was thinking it, but they said, you know, Scott, you're the alpha male here, and Sadie's number two, and we're, we're number three and four. And uh, it was just so funny. So, you know, we all have experiences, and, you know, whether it's with the, you know, the puppies or whatever the topic is that we can talk on that can be funny, that can be humorous, that can be entertaining, that will bring people back again and again and again. And I think that that is the real key to building a following. It's one thing to get the traffic, but if you don't, uh, you know, collect the email address, if you don't develop the relationship with them and all those sort of things, then it's a, it can be a real, real problem. And we've gotten a bit off of the topic of blogging, and I wanted to ask you a couple other questions before we, we move on to some of the other topics that we want to make sure we cover in this hour. Okay. And that is, there is blogger blogs, which of course is owned by Google. There's WordPress. Those seem to be the two. Would you recommend just you know, going with all blogger blogs or all WordPress blogs or a combination thereof or, uh, you know, what is, what's your opinion on, uh, if I'm just starting out and I'm going to put up a blog, like, what should I do? Uh, okay, here, here's what I'd recommend. Um, I would just recommend what was told to me by Matt Cutts, uh, you know, back at, um, uh, what do we got here, Blog World 2007. You know, I just quoted for just, just quoting it because it actually, of course, happened. I would I would build it out strictly in WordPress blog just for your website. Now, here's the thing with Blogger. Um, be a part of Blogger and then build out your subcategory. Blog, Blogger is almost like another Facebook. It's just another social site. But, um, you, you know, and even if you can, I would, let's say if you want to have two or three domains, you know, that are writing about, let's say, puppy dogs, Build the one out in WordPress and build one out in Blogger because you know what? Even though that information was told to me back in '07, and I've ran the math formulas and I've looked at the algorithms and everything still match up of for WordPress to be used more than Blogger. Um, you know things could change. So I, I'm always a big fan of split test, which is huge. But um, yeah. to this day, I would recommend um, that everyone should build out their blog in WordPress and use the latest WordPress edition and don't be shy. I've had to go through about five updates myself and, you know, looking for new things here and there. Okay, where do they put this? You know, but it's it's a cool, easy admin and then those plugins are fun because that's the one thing that Blogger doesn't have a lot of is plugins and Google's not in the business of really supplying plugins. They're in the business of using your plugins that you use and managing them and making sure that you're not spamming the plugins and you're not using bots and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I would definitely, I'd recommend that. And then also, I wanted, when you mentioned this earlier, you mentioned engaging the user and getting their emails. I totally forgot you want to create a newsletter box. That's the first thing you want to do too on your website. Put a little box at the top says, um, to receive um, some extra tips or, or, you know, just like we all watch on TV, actually. You know, I didn't think about it till now. Why don't you extra, every, extra footage, you know, that's not going to be released online. That's not something nobody's really done. Yeah, yeah, there's you a know? really good idea. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a pretty good idea. So, you know, um, and then, you know, you can give that out once a week and then just start building your list. And don't feel bad if you have one or two readers because that's one or two you had before. Like, I look at my Twitter, and I'm not too big on Twitter anymore because a lot of people love just looking at me and stealing my ideas. And if I don't tell them what they want, they jump ship like two did yesterday. It's so funny. And I know who they are, too, because I have a, a nice little tool that tells me within a second who left. And I don't know how they exit themselves off Twitter. And other people don't know how I delete Twitter messages. But if you ever write something on Twitter, you can delete the message for the record. Because um, other, um, um, you know, reporters like, uh, um, you know, Snyder Sense and Search Engine Journal said you can't delete tweets. Well, you can't. But the thing is not to jump so far off the subject is um, definitely just, you know, um, go into just, you know, use utilize WordPress and, and make sure, oh, get the video pack. Get your all-in-one SEO pack. That's a plug-in. And um, so the video pack, make sure it's a kind of a good, reliable one that's not always down, you know, or just I would, I personally, oh, yeah, let's let's mention this. I personally would just use a YouTube camera. Um, I've used the YouTube camera. It, it, it takes probably per video, you know, forget doing the video, but just uploading it takes probably 10, 15 minutes. And I've got a pretty fast computer. So, you know, uploading it to YouTube, then pulling the script, then posting that code on your blog to show the video um, takes a lot more time. Right now, like, I can just press a button on my – I did a video on the slowing of uh, pay-per-click marketing on my SEO blog the other day. And, you know, all I do is just actually press a button and just look in the camera like Shoe Money does, you know, off my Apple webcam. And I have it – I have a, a – um, I have – it's called Kultura, something like that, Kultura. And you can see – you can see by my videos, but add a video, add podcast plugin, um, add an RSS plugin, add the translator from Google, and then um, add the all-in-one SEO pack. Now, here's what a lot of people fail to do, and it's called in this, in this laziness. It's just pure laziness, and the people that don't know haven't been tra- trained properly. But you want to fill in every category. Those an excerpt, e x c e r p t, I believe. That's called description. That's the same thing as the, as the description in the title, description, and keywords. So when you see that in WordPress, see a lot of, a lot of people are they're gun shy with filling out a lot of information because they don't want to ruin the blog, but you got to know what you have to fill out. And the, the, your main thing is you got to fill out is your keywords. Make sure you, you know, use commas in between the keywords and you fill out that title, description, and well, which is the excerpt. And, um, and then any additional information, if you add pictures, you know, you want to add the caption. You want to take that time to fill out every single thing. If a window pops up and they want you, you know, to fill it out, you know, just don't put something in there or a little quick word like these companies have done for years because you're going to get, that's going to be an edge you're going to have over the competition. Right, right. So what you're really saying is every opportunity to put extra words in, and we're not talking about, like, you know, the alt tag for a picture was originally put up so that someone who was uh, had a, a, a website reader who was blind, for example, or if they had their images off, it would tell what the image was. And what a lot of people did was they put, like, their keyword, puppy training, and then they just copied and pasted it like 50 times into the alt tag. And, you know, okay, that worked like 14 years ago. It doesn't work now, and it's really stupid, and it makes you look unprofessional, so don't do it. But it's really important that in those alt tags and everywhere that you can, you put a, you put a little description of what it is, make sure that there's a little keyword in there, but it is readable for a human being. That is, that is so, so important. And the other thing that you said that I thought was really, really important was... And people may not really understand this. If you're blogging, and really, like I'm just telling people, don't bother with a website. Just put up a blog. A blog is a website. The difference between a blog and a website is a blog is really easy for you to change the, the way it looks, and it's really easy for you to add content and update, whereas a website yeah. isn't. But, you know, basically, you got to get Dreamweaver or a front page or contribute or something like that. Then you got to learn how to use it and everything else. So if you can do an email, uh, you, you can fill out an email form online or even uh, in Outlook, then you have all the technical skills required to, and you can put an attachment, then you have all the technical skills required to run a blog. So just do that. It's easy. It's quick. Most hosting companies have a one-click install blog thing on it, you upload a couple themes, and you're away to the races. But what you said that I thought was really important was putting that video plug-in in, putting the, uh, the podcasting plug-in in. And the reason for that is, again, Google knows 
how long you are and how long your clients, prospects, audience are on your site. And oftentimes when people go to a site, they will only be there for, it takes them a second to decide, literally three seconds for a woman and five seconds for a guy, as guys are slow, right, to decide if they want to stay on your site or not. But we are so programmed by TV to watch that if you've got a video first thing on your site, we look at it, right? We go, oh, what's this? We may look at it for five seconds, ten seconds, twenty seconds, whatever, but it's longer than that three, the women, it's longer than that three seconds, right? So you do a search and and Google comes up with something and you're one of them. The person clicks on it. They go to your blog. There's this video starting up right away or there's this video there. They push, well, what is this, right? You know, know, watch my video, right? Commands, right? Watch my video. They click because then they start it up. They watch, you know, 30 seconds of it or whatever and say, ah, that's not what I want. They go back. That 30 seconds has given you... Uh, big thumbs up in Google's eyes, right? Because yeah. if they'd have gone back and in two seconds, you know, if they'd have gone to your site and in two seconds gone back to Google, Google would have said, thumbs down, this isn't a very good site because obviously the person hasn't uh, stayed there very long, right? So the idea of, you know, doing those, and particularly today, right? Get a camcorder. Every new laptop has a has a little camera in it. And just do a quick video. Hey guys, how you doing? This is all about puppy training, just to keep on the same theme of today's chat. And I'm going to be showing you this and this and this and this. And you pull up your dog. Here's my puppy. Isn't he cute? Say hi, Sadie. You know, people love that stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. And and how long did it take you to do it? It took you like, well, maybe take you 15, 20 minutes to figure out how to record, right? But basically, it takes you like 30 seconds to do it. And then you've got people staying there for a while. And, of course, once you've done that, you've created a bit of a relationship. They know who you are. You're not hiding behind your computer screen. And they'll, they'll, they'll well, like, what else is on this site? Oh, this looks cool. That looks cool. And you've, you've hooked them in. You've got them. And that's, uh, that is just so important, in my opinion. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely, and that's and that's user generated video, and and you know you just made me think of the other side that I do want to mention, um, which is good, and I, I've been doing it too, and um, you know humangeneticdisorders.com is a prime example of a video blog, and I forgot to mention that until you know hearing about you know the video with your stats, I was quite shocked about the three seconds for what was it a woman and five for a guy. Yeah. The attention span. Yeah. Um, if you look at those testimonial um, PDF stats from Google Analytics for HumanGeneticsDisorders.com, they are all video. Actually, every po- they're covering every disorder, every genetic disorder. So, so this is kind of cool. You know, not to jump off the puppy, but these are I got some real life demographics that are going to blow some people's minds. I just thought of. Um, and what it is 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 some of these videos that this particular client that I've been working with um, on. Um, she posts videos that are, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. You will see the average user length on certain keywords of 18 minutes, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. See, now we're getting into the realm of what, of how successful Facebook is. So when, I know we were talking about the basics, but in back of everybody's mind, it's like, okay, when am I going to hit that threshold? There is a threshold in, 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 um, search engines. I call it a free slot machine, actually. I've always said having a website and posting is a free slot machine. You know, you can eventually make money. But the thing is, there, that threshold is the time on the website and your bounce rate. The bounce rate is when somebody comes on, like Scott mentioned, um, you know, a lady comes on three seconds, she doesn't like what she sees, she leaves, she's going to be contributed to a bounce rate. I don't know if that, if she has to stay on five, seven seconds, nine seconds. 10 or 11, I definitely know three, probably three and under is definitely going to trigger that bounce rate. Um, yeah. Where you're going to see, you know, but, but look at, but look at those stats and see, and look at that website, humangeneticsource.com. I'm not just throwing out there for plug at all. This site, um, you know, was blogging for nine, nine months and now has about 9,000 uniques. And it's just taking the, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. And the thing is, is if you think about this, this is the medical industry. This is one of the biggest industries that we have in the world. Yeah. And, and ask yourself this one question, and that's just with, I'm, I'm going back to the biggest thing is like they say when you go to co- college, and I went to college, I'm not a huge fan of it, you know, because I personally think I could have got a lot more done 
you know, before, but but picking your degree before you go to college is the best way, and everybody's always said that, right, Scott? That's right. So picking your website and what you're going to talk about, puppies, you know, or if you're going to talk about, um, you know, if you're going to just talk about exotic birds, paradise birds, whatever you want to talk about, make sure you do that. But but it goes back to that industry. Think about this is 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 think about, like, puppies. Is there a lot of websites out there that are talking, like, go and look at puppy directories and see how many people are posting per day. And if you see a lot of directories and a lot of review sites that are posting, like, you know, they got big forums and this and that, and they have your words that you want, you might want to think about another industry. But you know what's interesting about the medical industry? What hospitals do we know that have an SEO team? I mean, I'm sure they do nowadays. No, I'm sure they don't. Yeah. What doctor does? No doctor does, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, none of those people pay any attention. They don't need to. They've got too many people running around selling. Uh, They don't. They don't see any need whatsoever to have any of this information on the uh, on the internet. Exactly, and like gas stations, like I have naturalgasoline.com. That's a blog I oversee. It's a cool. That's like one of my new video blogs, and that's a that's kind of a perfect example too of a Google Translate, a real simple one. Humangeneticsdisorders.com is an elaborate one, covering over 200 disorders. But natural gasoline is a nice one that that I did that 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 is kind of a basic model. Let's say, and you know, I'll just throw this out there, and um, you know, if I get overwhelming demand, Scott, you know, I'll definitely thank you, but. I feel that, I mean, I, I've always been one. I offered a blog world to do blogs, and if it's okay with you, Scott, um, i always been one to want to help new people. Um, I do kind of have a waiting list of two weeks, but to initially set up a WordPress blog takes um, takes a coder between four to eight hours. If there's somebody that does not know how to set up a WordPress blog or just wants it set up in WordPress, because these, these, these real quick blogs that you mentioned, which are great, and they will do the trick, but they're not going to be as good as having a WordPress blog because to me WordPress is like being closer to the ocean so you can feel that breeze instead of being in the desert like I am in Vegas right now. Right, right. But um, if someone needs it, I mean, I'll be very reasonable on my prices, you know, um, and I, I've always been one to charge half. So if you need help, just let me know, you know, fill out a form on SEO Champion. I just wanted to throw that in there because a lot of people are afraid to do it because they know it's going to take them two weeks to learn how to set up a blog, and then that de- deters a lot of attention. And, and don't do not do that. You know, what I would do is while you're waiting for your blog to be set up or while you're using your, your knowledge to, to set up a blog and, and using all the basic information that uh, me and Scott have given you, start writing about your post. That's what I would do, and that's going to help you guide your developer in developing your blog and your mind in developing what you want to do in the future. That's what I was thinking, too. Right. So uh, just to kind of t- you know, finish off on the blogging part of our discussion, how often would you, and I know we talked about you know, being like going against the newspapers sort of thing, but how often would you recommend the average person uh, should blog in a week, make you know, blog um, posts in a week? I'm going to I'm going to step it up. I'm going to step it up now. I know we said um, before. I, I would just say, you know, well, okay. Here, I'll, I'll let's put it this way. If you want to, if you're looking to really smash the game and you're looking to really do some damage and you're really dedicating, you know what you're talking about. I, I would I blog between five to ten times every day, six days a week. Give yourself maybe a day of rest. You know, but if you don't, if if you know, if, if you're retired and you don't have a job or you don't have a job right now, I would blog seven days a week because what's going to happen is this this has never been really done before. See, the um, I've been paying attention to the Washington Post as I keep mentioning in the New York Times, and they have their own sections. Um, and I'll talk about prime examples; is pretty funny, but they have their own sections that they only talk about, like Scott said, you know, with puppies maybe once every two weeks. But but on certain other legal topics or housing, what are they? Well, they probably talk about housing every day. But you know, let's just say something else. You know, they only talk about it maybe four or five times a week, and they're going to put out one or two article tops um, per day. So you want to beat that. You want to beat two articles per day, four to five days a week. And in my opinion, the minimum minimum I would recommend if you're really dedicated and you want to do some damage and you want a no-holds-bar, you don't want to be lazy about it and regret it in two years because I've had a lot of clients that I've had two years ago that have gotten frustrated, have not followed directions of what I've mentioned here, and then they've called me back and said, okay, Mike, I've been making my own post. I'm ready to have your help now. Because, see, that's the thing. If you hire an SEO person or you try to do SEO, 
you're not going to help the SEO person if you're not blogging. That's just the bottom line. You can't have a stagnant website like uh, you know, like Go.com these days or Local.com that are just thriving. You, you know, they've acquired millions of users and mass amounts of times over years. You're, you're starting from scratch. Right. So, you know, again, so I would, I would, I would say, like for people that are really serious and really want to do this, think of everything under the sun. Um, here's the thing. Oh, and and don't be don't be don't be afraid that I'm thinking. Oh man, I'm gonna have to. What am I gonna write about if I have to write ten topics? Because guess what? You can write four topics yourself. Go grab four, um, put four opinions of maybe one or two sentences from other articles. Link to those articles, and then go to YouTube, and then go grab a couple um, videos related, which takes three four minutes, and post those videos. So there's your ten pages per day. Um, yep. But the minimum I would suggest if it's, if for, for somebody that it's a hobby that doesn't mind um, getting their keywords in, in a year, year and a half, two years, you know, um, you know, blog twice a day, four or five days a week. Um, if you want your keywords, you know, in six months to a year, I would blog um, four to six times a day, four to five days a week. If you want, your, if you want a lot of keywords, like, I mean, look at that humangeneticsdisorders.com. She... She blogs, um, I, I think, about three times. She's been blogging about three, four times a day. Now, that's one more than all the medical because we're in the medical industry, and we I've seen it where the next day keywords pop up. That's what happens. When you start blogging every day, you're, see, they, they don't know your hours of operation, Google, but the algorithm can figure it out by what we talked about. You logging in, you adding new plugins, you working within your own terminal, because it's like you having a warehouse on land, and you're stocking your supplies, and you're actually sweating. You know, there was a thing in there, you know, if you don't um, shed some sweat a day, you know, you maybe you should earn some money. So, you know, keep that in mind. And just you know, and just really work at it. You know, constantly look at improving it. Right. So, Mike, when you're talking about making these posts, what goes through my mind is I'm going to be you know writing ten thousand words three, four, five times a day. <laughs> so, how long would you recommend the posts be? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd recommend the post to be um, between about uh, about eight to twelve sentences. Okay. So we're not talking about this huge, onerous, long. Uh, essay. I hated no, exactly. I hated essays in school, right? And Me too. <laughs> so find something you're interested in, and then just uh, write about it. You know, f- five, six, seven, eight sentences, ten sentences, and then uh, and then go do some other things. Come back and uh, and write a little bit more, and just turn it into part of your daily uh, daily marketing. And you're going to see a huge difference in uh, in your traffic. Yeah, exactly. And just for starters, like if you're just starting off, use the Google ad URL. Um, uh, sign up with Google. See, here's the thing. In the future, Google's going to want to know who owns websites, and they're not going to just let anybody go to google.com forward slash A-D-D-U-R-L, which is ad URL, and you, you fill in your top URL. They're going to want to know in the future. So you, if you have a G, I'm sorry, set up a Gmail account. If you don't have it already, keep signed in while you're in there because what what they haven't said yet and what I've personally done on my little laboratory I have um I've I've I figured out from where they're moving and what they're doing is is they're going to identify and be they want to know that they're going to have a code in the future that's going to be put on your website like analytics that's going to verify ownership so you cannot submit other websites so until then get a gmail account mm. keep signed in open another tab and then go to google add url and then um, here's what you want to do, and this is this this comes into the human interaction too. After you're done with your post, so let's say it took you about five minutes, eight minutes to create your post with your keywords and everything that's after you, you, you you're done writing, you want to go ahead and submit that, um, you know, through the Google Ad URL, and then boom, you're in, and then you go back to your website, and then you create another post. So now Google knows that you went in, you made a post. And then you send them the information. Now you're going back in. You make another post. You're sending them the information. If you do that, that that's huge. That that's something where you really don't need the SEO software the first few months. Um, if you want to get super, okay. Here's the thing: the SEO software is for nationwide and worldwide. Really, if you're really local and you're just worried about your, you know, the local industry for the first couple months, um, your best bet is to, you know, is not to flood the market. I would say, but you know, get used to Google and let Google get used to you. And 
Yahoo used to have an ad URL. I don't know what happened to it. They like to just disappear things. It's pretty funny. But yeah. MSN does have one. Just type. I don't know the link. It's a weird link. But go into um, Google and t- in their search bar, type in MSN space ADD space URL. You'll find it. Those are the two you can do every day. And, and what that's going to do is that's going to show that that you're you know that you're you're a press you're the press. You just made your uh, news newswire and then you just sent it out for release through Google and MSN. Nice. Wonderful. Well, Mike, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we're just a little bit over the hour that we that uh, I asked you to spend with us, and I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to share this really, really inf- interesting information. And, of course, in an hour, we're just uh, scratching the surface. I wanted to talk about some of the things that people, when they're just starting out, should be aware of, like the meta tags and the page rank and uh, some things about inbound links and, of course, the importance of blogging and podcasting and video uh, and how to set those up. And I thought what you talked about the translation, because it is the World Wide Web, and that just, uh, to me, just is amazing, uh, amazing technology. And if, but basically, what I'm telling you all is, is that this is just the beginning of your SEO education. And Mike's site, seochampion.com forward slash blog, well, it's seochampion.com, but when you go forward slash blog, you're into his blog, and uh, he's got lots of good information there uh, that uh, that can certainly help you as well. And then, of course, um, you know, if you, you can certainly get a hold of Mike and ask him SEO questions, I'm sure uh, he'd be happy to answer them. And if he uh, if he isn't, then uh, he'll bring them to uh, to the podcast that we do at www.askscottpatton.com on a on a weekly basis and uh, and uh, we'll answer them there. Sounds good. Well, thank you for inviting me too. As well, I wanted to say thank you too for inviting me on as well again. Awesome. So uh, we'll talk to you all uh, soon, everybody. Bye for now. See you guys later.